Western Conference Podcast with your boy Big Body Cisco, and it's a special show. It being our 10th episode, it was only right that I invited my boy Mike from Saz Brand, who's celebrating 10 years in the game. Give him my brother Mike from Saz Brand. How you doing, brother? What's up, my brother? Thank you for having me. No, man. look, this is something I that I wanted you. to make sure that we came and did this, especially on the 10th episode. 10 for 10. Because you are celebrating 10 years in the clothing game. It's not an easy game to be in. Yeah. But go ahead and, 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 and go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man. Hey, my name is Mike Lewanek, Money Mike. Money Mike. Saz Brand. I've uh, been doing Saz for about 10 years now, a little bit over 10. And if you guys don't know what Saz brand is, you've been under a rock. But that's the only shorts you guys will see me in. You'll see me wear a T-shirt or something. But the shorts, the shorts have been killing it lately. Yeah. yeah. The hybrid shorts, the hoop shorts. But you've been around since day one. And what did you first start off with, though? With the brand? Yeah, like, with the because like we talk about this being your tenth year. Yeah, we're talking what two thousand twelve? Yeah, two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah. And it, me and Mike's been friends way before you started this inception of this brand. Yeah. But the hustle's been real because I've seen this come from nothing. Yeah. To what it is yeah. today. Tell us how it all began. So I I had a nine to five for yeah ten years. Two thousand nine, I quit. You know I was. Uh, I partnered up with my brother Brandon Muriel. Yep. We did Shout out B. Labs. Shout out to B. Um, a couple years later, we I stumbled on this brand. Bro. Yeah. So you know, me and the homies, we all play basketball. Yeah. And so the idea was just to put a basketball team playing in rec leagues, men's leagues, weekend warrior type stuff. You know. So this was just the rec team's uniform at this time. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. And growing up, you know, in high school, my nickname was Young Sav. So that was. Always something that I I was like oh let's just be Savs yeah um, so it was just something that just came about that already kind of had so bro, a story we just wanted to have that as our team mascot yeah and so we played in a couple leagues and me being in apparel for a while yeah I was like man I'm about to I designed the logo we did t-shirts the jerseys look cool but we were rocking t-shirts and hoodies yeah and I just put the logo pressed them on and people were like oh what brand is that yeah. And so I was like, man. So it wasn't even a brand at that point. No, it was, it was a something for team, Wow. Bro. So we, uh, I was like, man, let's let's sell some t-shirts and hoodies just to pay for our league fees, yeah. our jerseys, if we travel, whatever. And that's how it started. Yeah. So wait, wait. See, even before we get into that, you got to see where the story came from. You even being involved with this apparel stuff because yeah. you're talking about with, with Brandon that we went back. Take us back to the Mojo Lab days before the inception. I take it of back even before that. Yeah. 19 years old. I'm playing basketball. Brandon is is sponsoring our our team. Yeah. Back in the day, I like remember 98, this. 99. Um, and I told him I wanted to get in the clothes. Yeah. And I was interested in. I was young. I didn't know anything. He was a hooper then. Yeah. 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 So I started this brand called Threads, bro. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but the humble beginnings. Yeah. 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 Um, you got to start somewhere. Me and uh, my boy Brian Legaspi, we started this brand. We didn't know anything. I didn't know how to design on a computer at the time. Yeah. So. Wow. We, this went back to yeah, it. Yeah. Man, that thing lasted for three months. Yeah. But I learned, you know, the basics in design. Learning the game. I learned silkscreen production mm -hmm. and. Buying blanks and, yeah. and, and the whole and the process, very basic fundamentals yeah. of apparel production, um, and then life happened. You know what I'm saying? I I, I got into a to, into the corporate world. I was working in tech for for ten years. Yeah. Um, so the apparel stuff was put on the back burner, yeah, or it was just shit. something that you did like I, a, for a hobby. I got my girl pregnant. Yeah. Life happens. Baby. We got married. Yeah. Right. Two three kids in. Uh, a fighter by the name of Manny Pacquiao yeah. was on the rise. Oh, man, and I I'm remember working, this. I'm working in, in my corporate job. Yeah. 
and I hit B up. I was like, yo, I got an idea. I think we could do shirts around this fighter. Yeah. Filipino cat. I'm Filipino. It is before Manny blew up. Yeah, well, yeah. Way before. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got a design. And the funny thing, B was like, oh, man, let me see what it looked like first. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll let you know if I want to do it. Because B was the guru at that point. Yeah, he was, you know. He, he was, was doing the he hustling. hustling. He was, he was yeah. been independent the whole time. Exactly. He's been in the game. So I sent him the design. He hits me back. He's like, oh, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. Right? So we start doing these shirts. Manny Pacquiao Bro, shirts. That first fight, we, two weeks before the fight, we sold 2,000 shirts. One wow. design. Yeah. And, you know, I approached it like the streets. Like, yeah. uh, we're going we're gonna to drop these tees. We're going to sell them uh, wholesale to the homies so they can all make money with us. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm assuming this is before Manny even had his Nike deal. No, way before that. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was 2000, late 2008, early 2009. Wow. He was fighting Diaz. So you're and still so on the come up. I'm like, man, we know hell people. We yeah. Got, we Plus, he's Filipino. And we're already networked in the Bay. Yeah. And so I just had the idea. I brought it to BB. was down. We... we went partners yeah that first fight we sold 2,000 shirts and we were juiced like we went to the fight brought a backpack of shirts we're yeah. selling shirts out here in um, vegas for 40 dollars. Yeah. like it was just crazy so it was like guerrilla marketing it was straight like up, straight up out right? the trunk we go back we come back home i'm like when's his next fight six yeah. months later and he's fighting i think he's fighting uh de la hoya yeah wow and so it's going crazy like so we we planned a little bit more we yeah. had two designs bro because no one's really doing the Pacquiao stuff at that point. No. Yeah. No, Nike ain't messing with them. Nothing. Yeah. Bro, we do, we do 20,000 shirts. Bro. From 2,000 shirts. Weeks, four weeks before the fight. <laughs> right? Wow. The next fight, I'm like, bro, I'm stacking all this bread. I'm yeah. still working my 9 to 5, right? So I'm stacking all this bread. So this is just a side hustle at the time. Just a side Got hustle. It. But it's not because I'm really working. During that time, yeah. I'm working an extra 40 hours. Yeah. Right? I'm going to the city, picking up shirts in my truck. You grinding. Me, yeah, yeah. Bro, it was crazy. So uh, fast forward to the third fight. Now I'm like, man, this is really something. You're pushing right? units. So me and B start getting serious about it. Yeah. We get a call. I can't remember who. I know my boy Sonny um, tapped in with somebody from the team. I think it was... Uh, a girl by the name of Jackie that was on. Yeah, Jackie. Yep. Uh, that was on uh, Manny's team. Team. And they the, was like, "Yo, Manny uh, wants to find out where these shirts is coming from." In a in a negative light or in a positive light? We don't light? know at the time. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> find out so, who's doing these shirts, bro. He's about to fight Ricky Hatton. Oh, so that was one of his bigger and fights. We're mobbing in the Bay. Yeah. And we're like, "Yo, uh, Manny wants you to fly down to uh, to SoCal." So you don't know what and to we, expect at bro, this point. I'm like, Let's Manny bring, wants to see who's doing box. these shirts. Let's bring a box. Let's yeah. bring money. We might have to cash him out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, whatever. So, so you guys were prepared we for take, anything. Yeah, we, yeah, we're prepared. We take we, we we take the flight. We get there at 7 a.m. not knowing anything. Yeah. We got a box of shirts. Going in there blind. Got some bread. Y'all could get jump for all y'all know. Bro, we meet him at uh, Griffith Park, I think. That's where he runs. That's where he was oh, running. I thought he just told y'all to meet him at a park. <laughs> no. so, hey, meet me at Griffith no, it's Park. A whole, it's a whole Okay, so he's working out at bro. this like park. He's running. Got a it. whole bunch of people are there. They're, got they're it. taping HBO 24-7. Yeah, because he got some, he got some uh, buzz behind so him. a bunch of his team's looking at us like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah. So we sitting there, whatever. We watch the whole workout. We go to the gym. We're in the gym with him. Freddie Roach, everybody. A bunch of celebrities are pulling up. Yeah. We just flies on the wall like we don't know what's up. And then one of his people was like, oh, he's about to have dinner. Go down to the Thai restaurant under the wild card. Meet, meet him near. Under the, the, the gym? Yeah. So, mind you, we walk out the gym. There's hundreds of people, yeah. like, trying to see Manny. 
Yeah. We walk. Just trying to get to him. We go in early and we we sit down in the in the restaurant where he sits at our table. But you guys still don't know what's going on. Bro, we haven't even met him yeah. yet. I'm like, uh, so Manny sits down at the I'm table. Like, is he gonna knock? Us yeah, you gonna say is he gonna somebody knock getting us beat out? up? You know, so we start eating. Yeah, I'm going with the flow. I'm like, man, he. Eat, but Manny's I'm at eating. the table. Yes. Okay. Who's at the table with with Manny? I don't even remember. Yeah, his bro. handlers. Me, B. Yeah. A couple, uh, a couple of his people, and Manny sitting like right across from us. Still so, no formal so introduction. He's on some mafia shit. Bro. Yeah. He's eating, <laughs> and he looks at us. He's like, so you guys do the shirts? And we're like, oh, yeah, man, we, we, we do the shirt. <laughs> yeah, and he's we, like, so uh, do you guys, like, do you have family? Do you feed, do you feed your family? I said, Manny, we, we're fans first. Yeah. We're not really trying to, you know, we are making money, and it is going to our families. We have yeah. kids. We have, we have families, and, and it's helping feed our families. And at that point, he, he nodded his head. He was like, you can continue to do it. And you have so that was like blessing. the okay. That was the blessing. He gave us the nod. He gave wow. us the okay. We didn't get a contract, obviously, yeah. because at this time, he's already in talks with Nike. Wow, so this is pre-Nike. Well, uh, this is around the same time. But this is like he gives you guys the blessing yeah. to be like, look, I see y'all been I, doing these basically, shirts. Basically, you can't get a contract, yeah. but you got, we, I'm not going to go after you. You're good. Yeah. It's so basically just saying keep doing because I got think yes. at that point, I'm, what I'm getting from it, he wanted to see who was doing these shirts, first of all. He actually said he liked. The designs we were wow that we were dropping better than the than the shit stuff. that they were doing. Not I'm not gonna say they were yeah. doing, but th- what he liked ours better than what was out there. Yeah. So the next few fights, we go there two weeks before we go to L.A. We drop a box off to the whole thing. We go into his house. He's singing karaoke. Yeah. Like, you know they're taping 24 seven. We in the background. You know the the next two three fights. Yeah. Um, so, so you guys are part of the camp bro, at this point. Like that's when we started Mojo Labs. Yeah. Right. The third or fourth fight, I turn I'm at the house with my wife. I'm like, yo, I saved up a couple years of our mortgage. Like I want to quit. Through my the job. Pacquiao shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I want to quit my job. The nine to five. And she was like, I'm that gotta anyway, be tough though. I mean Bro, I was getting sick every three weeks thinking about what I got three kids at the time. Yeah. The mortgage. And I'm not, I don't have a bunch of paper. We're, we're living very modest. Yeah. And this being in the Bay Area, you guys are living in too. Oh, yeah. And it's like that alone is like, you got to have that nine to five yes. along with your side hustle to make this happen. we just got out of the recession, bro. Oh, wow. My house is underwater at the time. Yeah. So making that decision, bro, it was, it was bad. Was it like, tough though? Like you really had to sit there and tell wifey, like, look, I'm going to quit this nine to five and just jug these. Sh- I mean, coming from a wife standpoint, that got to be like, oh, no, yeah, absolutely not. Because I have an amazing wife that always been rocking yeah, with me. Got it. She, no hesitation. She was ready to roll. No hesitation. Yeah. She, she kind of also she seen what was for, coming about. She worked it. for Kaiser at the time. So got we it. had benefits. So it, it kind of worked out perfect. Yeah. But at that moment, I, I, I walked into my VP's office. I'm like, yo, I'm out. You know what I mean? I was getting underpaid. I, didn't, yeah. I don't have a college degree. So they were always holding me down. I had the glass ceiling in the corporate world. Because in the corporate world, when you don't have a degree, Bro, not that you're frowned I'm upon, moving up. you're not making that money. I'm moving up. I'm yeah. doing all kinds of uh, stuff with, directly with the CEO at the time. Yeah. Right? And I'm getting promotions. They're like, oh, we're giving you a 20% promotion. Yeah. 20% of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Because my salary was nothing. Because you couldn't go over that hump of not having the degree. And then I found out from a friend who worked with Microsoft. Yeah. Like, oh, the person that does the stuff you're doing, the corporate communications and, and uh, video production for the CEO, that guy makes like six figures. Wow. 
And I was just like, yeah, I'm done. So that was like, that was kind of it for you to hear that part yeah, of it. Yeah. To say, okay, I don't mind walking away from this corporate job because I mean, look, I, I've walked away from a corporate job too. And I'm, it's not easy. Nah. Like when you nah. sit there and it can actually, cause I was a sales director at Comcast and before walking away and telling my GM, we just was in Orlando. Yeah. And he was like yeah. saying, bro, you're about to be the sales director for Comcast. Mm -hmm. Six figures. All I'm money like, cool. good money, man. And then it, it brings me back right to what you said. They were kind of just using my gift to gab yeah. to kind of get somebody else paid more than what I was getting paid. And that goes back to what you were saying. The person that was doing what you was doing was getting paid the six figures. You wasn't. Yes. So it was an easy, it was an easy man decision. There was a lot of things going on. Yeah. The culture was changing at the tech company I was at. It Got was kind of getting weak. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I went to work in a T-shirt and Jordans yeah. every day. There was no dress code. But exactly. everybody else had the corporate button-up yeah. and dockers and the whole nine. But at this point, okay, you're leaving your corporate job. At this point, you, you got a good relationship with Mighty Pacquiao and them. You and B are doing the shirts. Yeah. That means your grind without a nine-to-five behind it has to be on a thousand at that point. I'm telling you, I was working 80 hours a week. Yeah. Right? Working 40 for the, for the man and then working 40 for myself. So now that you're working full time way. for yourself now. That was the only way I was able to quit my job with all the responsibilities. Yeah. You know, I'm, I got three kids. Yeah. I got a vote. You got wife. miles to feed. I have a mortgage. I can't just quit. Yeah. Right? My dad taught me better than that. Yeah. You, you have know, to have a plan at that point as well. You got, yeah. So I prepared. Yeah. I had enough to where I could go for two years or a year at least without making a dollar got it and our life would not change yeah so that helped me make the decision right a lot of people don't understand man yeah to be an entrepreneur to go and take that chance that's what all it's, it's right? about taking that chance you got to be calculated though yeah right calculated so, when you're young, so i talked to all these young guys man i help a lot of guys i've yeah. helped a bunch of people start their brand or or you know become entrepreneurs themselves mm -hmm. and i always tell them like you're young, you don't have kids, you don't yeah. have responsibilities, now's the time to take them shots. Exactly. Right? I had to take my shot when I was already, you know. Behind the eight ball. Bro, five, six years in my marriage. But you got to figure, kids. look, you just left the nine to five. Yeah. Now, so, but who is the entrepreneurial, I mean, you know, mentor to you to know that you're even doing what you're doing right? Or you just kind really, of treat, treat, treat yourself? To be honest with you, I really believe in my gut I was born to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? From... Buying packs of firecrackers in grade school and breaking yeah. them down. To, and selling them you know, to money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and doing the, the stuff that we did when we were younger. I'm not going to yeah. say too much, but, you know, it was always something that was in me that I just found. So the out. grind was already in you. I, I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. And that just falling mm -hmm. into the situation that you guys had. You leaving your 9 to 5. Now you're yeah. doing this Manny Pacquiao shirt thing full time. Yeah. So I start. we start Mojo Labs. Got we're it. Doing the Pacquiao stuff. And just the hustlers in us, yeah. it's whatever we can make money on. Yeah. Right? You're branching off into other Bro, branding I mean, stuff. so we're, we, did, we did a collab with Crooks and Castles back mm -hmm. in the day. We did some marketing things um, with a couple big Grammy yeah. winning bands. Um, Blink-182. Yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, shout out Todd. He, he linked that up. Yeah. But uh, we, we were getting it however we can get it. Yeah. I remember uh, we had a relationship with Huff. And he was growing. Yeah. He, want, he didn't want to buy blanks. So we were like, we could buy the blanks for you. We'll just put a little percentage on it. Yeah. But he started growing to where we're buying 10, 15,000 blanks at a time. He's moving units. And so we're getting our rent paid. Yeah. We're getting our office rent paid. or You know what I mean? So there wasn't like, this is what I do and this is only what I do. Yeah. There As was other branches of what you guys were doing. I mean, the Huff thing. The, the, the pressure of having to make ends meet. Yeah. Right? Like... That's always there. So I'm like, 
that helped me expand my tool bag Got it. and what I do now. Yeah. Right? Like a lot of people just have a brand and that's what they do. They design and they do a brand. And that's right? it. There's nothing else. That's not what I do. Yeah. Right? Early on when I started the brand, I used to wake up in cold sweats like, man, what if nobody really messes with us yeah. no more? It could be bad. Exactly. So I started branching out. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm providing blanks for people or, you know, we're doing that. Um, you know, so you guys are the wholesaler at this, at this time. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're the middlemen. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm working with corporate companies cause I had the relationships there, yeah. and I'm doing design and branding work and you're keeping those resources so from the nine was, to five. It from was all a these. whole bag of different hustles, I yeah. guess that you could say that, you know, put together my career, my income. And there's all these curveballs being thrown at you guys oh, because yeah. you're doing the Manny Pacquiao thing. Yeah. Nike comes in. Tell me about that. Uh, Nike came in. That w- it was still good. Like, Nike really n- never really yeah. messed with us. It was Manny's internal team. Oh, so it was Manny's side. Bro, he's good with us. Out. He loved us. We all, every time he's in town, yeah. it's good. When he leave for the Philippines, there's a couple guys mm-hmm. trying to get us for bread. Or, hey, man, you guys got to Trying to backdoor y'all. Like, hey, back you guys, door, you guys didn't yeah. pay this fee. So, you know, there was a bunch of, bunch of drama, but... I will always be a fan, and I I feel indebted to Manny Pacquiao yeah. for just allowing us to do that. Oh yeah, right. Like he could have shut it down. I've seen it firsthand with you guys doing the Manny Pacquiao stuff, but you can also say there was going to be an end to it. Yeah. We kind of like when, when we all had an office at one time. Yep. I said you guys know the relationship. It was me, Mike. It was Brandon. We were all in one office at one yeah. time, and I could kind of see it. I said, okay, hey guys, you know we always bounce ideas. What happens without Manny Pacquiao? What's next? But yeah. you guys always had what was next. I mean, thank God the the Bay Area teams were thriving. Yeah. Right? The Giants started winning World Series. So the we're, Niners started we're, we're doing designs and getting out there. Yeah. Same lanes, same street sales, and then working with stores like Fresh, Fresh Apparel, shout out Salem and Emil. They And I they gotta tell this story, Mike. Us. We gotta we can't forget about it. there was the Giants won this World Series. And mind you, we're all we're all best friends, we're all together in this hustle. We also said for the parade that was gonna happen. Downtown San Francisco. We're talking about we had to carry backpacks of shirts, and you know I'm a salesman regardless, Bro, so I, I can sell sand to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> it Frisco, was Ocean's Eleven. Frisco style. We, we had our team ready to go, and that it was that parade where everyone, you everyone's hustle shined at yeah. that time because whoever couldn't hustle, you seen they was exposed that time. Oh man, because people were we, it was hand over fist. We were selling t-shirts like you know you see the dudes sell at the at the parades. We were selling them, and I was like, hey, I'm out. And I, you know me, I, I wanted to be top seller yeah. at that time. Yeah. So I would tell him, hey, hey, I need some more shirts. I need some more shirts. Nah, okay. We we're selling you bandanas. See it from my yeah. Right. So when I say Ocean's Eleven, Brandon and I got hotel rooms right across the street. Yeah. We, we peeped <laughs> where the where the parade path was. We got a hotel. Mm-hmm. We got there at four in the morning, so nobody was there. It yeah. was good. And we had a white van with five thousand shirts, unmarked, unmarked, unmarked. It looked so sketch at the time too. Bruh, we pulled up because we're we're passing security guards that are putting barricades up for the parade. Yes. So I'm over there mouthpiecing all the security. Oh no, we need this van here. We, Bruh, we need this need to be parked right here. We parked on the sidewalk, right? And there was a little coffee shop, an yeah. Asian lady, <laughs> and we walked up to her. It was like, hey, can we um can we keep our van here? Can yeah. you say it's yours? Shot her like three hundred bucks. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh yeah, okay. Good. And you guys don't understand. We had, we tables, had, bro, we had tables and tents in yes. the van. So the moment it got packed, well, the moment started, everyone started happening, the, we the, the police presence was big. Up. 
Yep. We put we put the t-shirts under the tables and we we basically back to back a square. Yeah. All of us back to back. We're on four sides of each of the going, we're talking about downtown San Francisco. Going crazy. Yeah. Right. And so I'm in the middle. Everybody, man, we probably got what ten Samoans yeah. with us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Me being ten Samoans. Because we've seen other people was getting jacked by the people. Yes. That was like, hey, watch that. So we all was as a unit would say, hey, watch everybody's back because we're gonna sell these shirts. I remember I had a puff coat. Yeah. And I had uh, I had uh, cargo pants. So everybody that was selling, when they had a, a wide, they'd pass you they'd the wide. Like, here, bro. Yeah. And so I'm just stuffing money in my pocket. That's, yeah. I'm not selling shirts. Hand over fist. I'm stuffing money in my pocket. Yeah. It, like, I got to the point where I was like, yo, fully got to come with me to the hotel yeah. room, remember? <laughs> yeah. So you need an escort. I couldn't fit another dollar in the zippers. Yeah. Like, it was ripping the dollar. Exactly. So I was like, hey, we got to go to the hotel because there was a safe in the hotel. Yep. We mobbed over there. My, I remember my brother-in-law, he had a, he had a strap with him. Yeah. So like, hey, Mark, you come with us. So we walked over there, opened the safe, threw all the money in. I'm just yeah. like, it took me a few minutes. Yeah. Because I had the I had the. You're pulling go. it out of your sock. You're pulling it out of everywhere. Yeah. I'm just stuffing money. I don't even know what. I'm just, boop, lock it up. All right, let's go. Yeah. We did that two times. Yeah. And I remember when we was packing up, there was some shady dudes just yeah. standing there. And they was like basically plotting on us. Yeah, but they didn't know I already had extracted the money yeah. out, the, out the joint. Um, and I remember, it, I remember it was your boys. I think it was Fiti and them. They went and they just punked them fools. Yeah, like, what y'all doing here? You don't even have giant stuff on. Exactly. If I beat it, they were so, just trying to see where the money was coming. Yeah. Was going. So yeah. like everything had to happen perfect for yeah. us to to really succeed. There. Yeah. But that was that was one of the dopest early experiences I've ever had. And that hustle alone. Made it say, okay, if we're gonna do legit things, that has to carry over into what you're gonna yeah. do legitimately. Yeah. Now, 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 let's get back to the SAV stuff. Uh-huh. You got the basketball team. Yeah. You're putting SAV stuff on the gear. You said, oh, we'll sell these. Yeah, so this is after all that. Yeah, all after all that. All now, now we're seasoned. After Pacquiao. Yep. Like, so I know how to do production. Exactly. You know, I'm getting creative with it. Um, but I, I remember I bought a vinyl cutter and a heat press. Yeah. Right. And and at the time me and B were doing print jobs, 150 pieces. Yeah. And so I remember him clowning me like, bro, what are you getting that for? Are you gonna do onesie twosie things? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, don't worry about what I got going on, man. Don't worry I'm, about if what I want to sample something, I can yeah. do it. So this is a calculated risk. Yeah. Right? I'm like, I figured out like, well, if I buy this equipment, I could try stuff out without having to bust a bag down. Because now you're investing in yourself at this yeah. point. Now you're investing in the heat press. Now you're investing in all the but things. But people don't like people don't see that yeah, type. Exactly. When they see a clothing brand, they're like, "Oh, I want to blow up and do this. Yeah. And get in the store." But I'm they like, don't see this part of it. Where I want to try yeah. different placements. I want to try different uh, textures on the sweatshirts and the tees. Yeah. So I buy this, but that ended up helping us with Savs because when we started Savs. It was just a hoop team, yeah. but I said, "Hey, let's let's pre-order. Let's let's get pre-orders for hoodies to people, see what it would do." But people could pick the color of the logo. Exactly, forty bucks. These were like custom pieces, bro. We sold in like four days. We sold like two hundred hoodies, and so that's when I knew, yeah, bro, this could be a real thing. Like, okay, light bulb. So that light bulb. That's when Sav's brand, the the lifestyle. Yeah. Company, the clothing line, the clothing brand was because mind you, at this time you guys are making these pieces. I'm also going, I'm like, hey Mike, throw that, throw that that chief skull on a hoodie. I'm about yeah. to go somewhere. Oh yeah. And we kind of yeah. just said, if I'm wearing it, yeah. monkey see, monkey do. Somebody somebody would come up to me and be like, Hey, where'd you get that sweater from? And I'm like, aha. 
But not only hey, that, let's make some more hoodies. But it's because of that type of love that you showed me. I'm yeah. always gonna show love to you. You my brother forever. forever. I was the walking billboard. But there was never, a, there was never a question. I never had to ask you. Hey, bro, can you can you wear this? Yeah. I already knew you had juice. Yeah. I, I but that's not our dynamic. Yeah. You knew I had something popping. You were like, hey, bud, put it on. And I, didn't I think, have to and ask I think you. that's what's missing with some of the entrepreneurs that are coming up now. Once they see yeah. one person kind of bubbling up, one kind of doing it, they kind of like hate on them. Yeah. What our circle would always was good at was if I see what you was doing, if I seen the brand was something to doing, everybody eats. It hence the, the sweater right now. Yeah. And I think that's what it was because yeah, I had the, I was like a walking billboard at the time yeah. where people would want to give me something to wear because hey, what's Cisco wearing? And I was like at that point I was all about Savs. Oh, I was like, bro, I, I'm a partner in this because whatever Mike got going on, yeah. I'm gonna wear it. I would wear it to Hawaii. Yeah. I would wear it to shows, and it yeah. started to get a buzz. You know, yeah. people like artists were like saying, hey, what is that? What is that? So that's how I think you need your team to kind of say you want to root each other on yeah. because if one person wins in that squad, mm -hmm. all of you guys win. Well, it that's the culture that we've built since yeah. day one, yeah. right? And and that's the the thing I'm most proud of, right? Yeah. We got guys like Sonny and you and, yeah. and Brandon always showing love, even if it's not directly benefiting you. Yeah, right? see, say that again, because I think you guys have to realize just because it's not benefiting you doesn't mean you don't have to support it. Yeah. Because it benefits, you know, someone in your circle and you do support it, that's going to go like domino effect and go down the line. Yeah. Hey, wait, Cisco messes with Mike. Oh, he messes with Brandon too. So they but see you know that how circle. many people hit me like, yo, Sabs, I seen that. That's yeah. Cisco's brand. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I say? Yup. Yeah, exactly. I don't say nothing. Exactly. Hey, Sabs, that's Sonny's, that's Sonny's brand. Yeah. Yep, that's Sonny's brand. It's not, I, oh, no, that's my brand. It's not that the beat your chest and be like, no, no, no. no that's because that. we were all in the same circle and say, yeah. If it's going to make you buy it to say, oh, yeah. it's Cisco's brand over Sonny's brand, hey, by all means, that's Sonny's, that's Cisco's brand. At the matter. end of the day, it comes back full circle where yeah. everybody eats. Man. Come on. And we're talking, well, this is like two years in. We're talking two yeah. years in. We're yeah. celebrating yeah. 10 years this year of Sav's brand. It. I can't believe it. You and, know, the life, the life cycle of brands, yeah. a lot of the brands are gone yeah. fast. And we've seen it because we've seen... People come and go, and we've seen brands come and go, and people just thought it was easy to do a brand. Yeah. Oh, I want to do a, my own clothing brand like Savs, like how you did with Savs. Yeah. And we were like, dude, it's not easy. Yeah. Tell yeah. the people who are trying to look at doing a brand, what's the part that's not easy that you kind of took through and kind of bullied through to get to this Well, so everybody year? wants the, the, the benefits of yeah. having a brand. They want the notoriety. They want the bread. They want, you know, yeah. they don't see the grind, the hard parts, right? The, the, the one main advice I would give anybody that wants to start a brand is that your brand has to be tied closely to who you are. Yeah. Right. Everything that SAV stands for, I stand for. Yeah. That's it's in my DNA. So I never have to turn off or turn on. Yeah. I live the brand. It's something I that can't you are about. Turn it off. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about my brand because it's who I am. Yeah. Family first, loyalty, all the things that we push. That's what I believe in. And that takes me back to what you just said, loyalty. For like all those little sayings, we yeah. would say it in the office and that would become the next capsule. Yeah. That would become the next release. Yep. Because like, yeah. man, we think about loyalty. We think about calculated risk takers. Yeah. That was on a hoodie. So, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So anybody that thought or thinks that they could start a brand while they're working and then, oh, if it pops, then I'll quit. Yeah. It ain't never going to pop. Yeah. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. There are the one in the millions. There's, and, a, there's a lucky bastard right? that they have that slipped through the cracks. But in my opinion, bro, you have to live it. You yeah. have to love it. 
and do it 24-7. You have to be genuine. It has to be organic. It comes, like you said, it comes from your background. Yeah. Like, there, there was times that I've seen that because the first uh, design was a chief sculpt. Yeah. And we used to get a, a, lot, one. a lot of backlash from, like, the Native Americans. And, yeah. But and once, like, hey, why are any, you guys doing that? Any activist had ever seen. And trust me, and you, you kind of dealt with all those situations. Oh, man. Everybody, had, everybody became a supporter. Yeah. Right? They, but the because public, they had to know the story, too. And, but not only that, the public doesn't have to know that I donate. We donate as a brand to, yeah. to multiple Native American charities yeah. and causes. You know, and you didn't want that to be because I remember I said, like, "Dude, people need to know that." And I remember in the office, you were like, "Nah, they don't need to know that. Yeah, as man. long as we're doing it, it's yeah. kind of just it's at ease for us." Yeah, I and mean, I was it, like, it, "Nah, with the social media yeah. world that we're living in, that has to be yeah. something you got to because people don't want to say I'm helping a homeless person, but with a camera, hey, look, yeah. I'm helping this homeless person. Nah, that's not my style, yeah. man. Yeah, you know. But anybody that ever had questions. There was always open dialogue. Yeah. And they all, I have some activists that came and tried to holler at me. We talked. They're buying Sav shirts to yeah. send back to their reservation. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, and um, that's what I want kind of people to see because, you know, if you're starting any brand, if somebody starts like a Hawaiian brand or something yeah. like that, they want to see the credibility or what the story is. But our team is made up exactly. of every culture. Every Native American, yeah. Filipino, Samoan, yeah. Latin, all that. We're, we're, you know, the Bay, we're a melting pot, yeah. but there there is representation on our squad from all those exactly. cultures. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I yeah. think that that's what they're, because now this being your 10th year, mm -hmm. you were dealing with that early on in there. Now you kind of already went over that hump. Now it being the 10th year, yeah. there's been other brands that spawned from what you've been doing. Who cares? Yeah. Collect and select. Mm -hmm. Like, tell us how does that, well, at what point in you being an entrepreneur saying, okay, now I got to start teaching the young cast how to fish you know yeah. in, in so, other words that's a funny thing right like a lot of people mentor or pour into other younger guys because they want something out of it i was about to say a lot of mentors right. they want something their from motives it. their motives and a lot of mentors a yeah. majority of the time are haters too and that's they don't want their I'll brand say, to be hey, better than I yours look in the camera and tell you bro yeah my motive to help my younger brothers who are coming up now is purely for them to win right that's all I want to do. Yeah. I, that's the legacy I'm trying to leave. Yeah. I have four kids. I want them to know, like, man, their dad really was solid. I, w I didn't have angles. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to help him build. And or I hit an half. agenda being a mentor. Like, oh, let me, if I do this, maybe I can make something. My like brother that. who yeah. owns Who Cares? Yeah. Amart. Shout out Amart, man. When he started the brand, I, I helped him put it together. Yeah. But he was like, oh, yeah, you could be my partner. You have a percentage. I said, no. Yeah. But like you got to go back. Amar was actually in the warehouse helping you with staff stuff before that even came about. Yeah, I mean, he was working with me for four or five years yeah. before before he started. And it just rubs off. Like, but, when you're around that type of atmosphere, yeah. that entrepreneurship is like, wait, if he's doing this, maybe I can do it. But not in a hating way. Hey, Mike, I want to do Who Cares? But see, that's that's having love for my brother. Absolutely. He's, he's working with me five years already. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you need to start your brand. Yeah. Right? Because I'm thinking... Is he just going to work with Savs and be part of Savs forever? Yeah, what's the end goal? What's the end exactly. goal? So I said, you got to start your brand. He's like, man, I don't know what it would be. Yeah. So I'm looking on his Instagram, and every picture, he's, well, hashtag him. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's hashtagging who cares. Yeah. Or you sound like you Listen care. Listen up, kids, because this is where it gets fun. Right. Because you're looking, you as an entrepreneur, looking yeah. at his page. Yeah. He doesn't even know what his brand wants to be. Yes. His hashtag, just because, was the mentality of him going out. Who cares? Well, Who cares? He, he's living his brand before the brand is even came accepted. together. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, bro, that's your brand. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? You're right. And we juice. 
and we got juice and then he started working on the logo and then he's like here's the logo right right here that's Who one cares? of them but that wasn't the first one yeah but once he figured it out he was like oh let's do it together i'm like nah this is all you yeah if you're going to succeed with this brand it's going to be built off your shoulders yep and that's what i told every guy that i done worked with like i don't care to have a piece I and, you, and you as an entrepreneur, take it, him taking the Who Cares moniker on, the Who Cares brand on, yeah. it doesn't take away from your brand. No. A lot of these kids out there that are trying to start a brand, oh, well, if you start that, you're going to take away from my brand. You got to get and out even of that if mentality. It does, Cisco, even if it does, yeah. the pie is big enough for everybody to get a slice. Come That's on, how man. I've Say that felt. again. Say that again, Mike. There's enough for everybody. There's enough. Come on. So everybody eats. Yeah. Right? And that's the theme of our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. So we're going to have this 10-year anniversary on August 14th at District 6. Um, and I'm I'm excited about it because it's a culmination of me rocking with so many people. Exactly. Not just me. I don't even want the attention, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you now, don't put me on stage. But I don't want to be on the mic. See, he always be says on the mic. because I normally DJ or MC the He's event. the front guy. Because I'm this guy wants to be behind the scenes. But I want people to know... Like this story, when they see this podcast, they're going to be like, man, I didn't know that yeah. story about the thing. But the whole inception of uh, Everybody Eats 10-year anniversary, yeah. everyone's coming to this thing because they've either rocked with Savs at one point in their lives. Yeah. They've either rocked uh, shorts or shirt, uh, hoodie or whatever it is yeah. because they're coming back to say, look how this came full circle where you have brands that spawned off of Savs. Who cares? Man. Collect and select yeah. that are killing the game. I'm still in awe of what we've done. Yeah. It's crazy because... A lot of people really don't know who we are, who yeah. I am, whatever. But the way that it's affected my life and in and the career that I've kind of carved out for myself, bro, like I'm still in shock. Yeah. Right. The the success that the guys that I've helped start, the success they're having now, and their their own energy is yeah. just going crazy right exactly. now. It's it's I feel like I'm when I'm celebrating every win yeah. like I won, even if I don't get nothing. But with that said. Out of this 10 years, has there been any setbacks? Has there been any oh, ups for and downs? Sure, bro. Like 100%. People, I don't want people to watch this and think just those 10 years was all on the up and up. There, there was some down years. Tell us about that. There were some dark times, bro. Yeah. There, so I remember we, I took the calculator risk of getting a warehouse. Yeah. And it was way too big for what we <laughs> had going on at the time. But it was a calculator risk. But I heard somebody in the back, you know, somebody, oh, you know, get a bigger space because you'll grow into it. Yeah. Something wow. I don't even know how I could see growing into that's that. Big, that's big rest. advice right there. But so I took the chance. Yeah. Those first couple of years, boy, hard. I've seen it. Right? I've seen the stress on your face. And so the creativity was always pumping. Yeah. Those two years. It had to be. But those two years where I had to pay bills and every month I had to hit yeah. a certain amount. That pressure, bro zapped my creativity for a couple years it kind of could take it it takes it, the creativeness i'm out like of you. i know these will sell just put them out yeah right so i had to learn and navigate through those hard times yeah bro it's it's being an entrepreneur especially in the apparel clothing game it's is not, not easy for the faint of no. heart it is not because not not every design also did as well as you thought it bro, would too, right? Who doesn't have duds? Yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> the greatest musicians have albums. Exactly. And every album has a dud. Yeah. Right. So you gotta you gotta be ready for that. Yeah. But again, it's always about taking calculated risks. Yeah. But right? what about those those kids that, who does have a dud and it just kind of like makes them so pissed off where it kind of just drops their creativeness and they're just like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm done doing that. 
What do you say to those kids if they had that one, two duds, three duds? I mean, you stringing two, three duds, maybe this is before you. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to tell them at that point, maybe just make the shirt called duds. <laughs> hey, but I love what I do. Yeah. Somebody that really loves what they do and they're dedicated, they're all in. Yeah. They're going to find a way to, to get a win. Yeah. Right? And it's funny because I, we've taken L's. Yeah. Failure is necessary. Yeah. In fact, five, six years ago, I did a capsule collection called the Failure Collection. Yeah. Where we're highlighting failure because those are points of growth. I remember that. If you don't fail, you don't learn. Exactly. If you don't lose, you don't appreciate winning. Yeah. So you have to have L's. Exactly. You've got to take them and learn from them, right? Through this 10 years, talking about the L's, talking about people with social media, mm-hmm. how does social media help within this 10 years because there, it oh, wasn't man. always around in that first part of it. Network. Now with social media coming about, how did you adapt to say, okay, I got to make this a social media presence as well? Well, yeah. So early on, you know, it it's the network. Yeah. You know, you got people that know people, right? And so I remember early on, bro, um, Frisco Chuck. Yeah. He He's working for uh, Nick, Cannon, Nick Cannon and he's with the game at the time. Yeah. And I remember... Uh, Chuck had some some sass pieces that he was wearing out in L.A. Yeah. And Game was like, yo, what's that? That's dope. Right? And so, and this was at the time where Instagram was early. Yeah, real so early Instagram. A lot of the things that that I'm, I'm going to talk about now worked then, don't work now. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, I'm like, man, let's send Game a box. Right? Because he likes it. I didn't, yeah. didn't want to be that brand that was like, anybody that got juice, I want to give you everything. Yeah. We, ain't, we don't have money like that. Yeah, we exactly. didn't come from money. I started this brand. With three guys, a total of twenty six hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, we started with nothing. Yeah. Right. So I didn't have a budget to be. You didn't have like the entertainment marketing budget. Oh, I couldn't yeah. give boxes to every celebrity exactly. that we had contact. Really, with. it was just using the resources that we already had. Man, to lean, kind of say, hey, Chuck, lean send and me. Well, Chuck was like, "Yo, game likes his stuff. Yeah. You want to send him some stuff? I'll get it to him. Yes. Yeah. Right. So we send him a box. I don't hear nothing for a month. Yeah. Like, damn, I just wasted that money. <laughs> it's an L. Out of nowhere, bro. He's wearing the South Beach uh, colorway tank top. Yeah. He posts it, and he tags Sazbrand. It went crazy. I got 10,000 followers in an hour. Because of him posting that? Yes. The power but, of social media. But that tank top was sold out yeah. at the time. <laughs> so that week, it was a Friday, I believe, he posted it. Yeah. That weekend, I hit my printer. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna take pre-orders. Can you rush yeah. a print job? I'm gonna I'm gonna let it run all the way up until Sunday night. Yeah. Right? Cause I'm like, we gotta take take uh, advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. So I remember we ended up doing like 20K. And back then when we first started 20K in a weekend, we were going crazy. Yeah, going nuts. Right? That was like it. We flipped it. Monday I ordered the goods. Tuesday they got there. Wednesday they were printed. Thursday we shipped them all out. And they you know were sold out. Like, yeah, yeah, again. So those kind of situations, yeah. those stories, being able to adapt and be on your toes and 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 figure stuff out, that definitely is is you know uh, a part of how we're doing now or what we. But done. I think those instances like the game kind of came organically, like when it came to E40 rocking it. Yeah. When it started coming to like the local cats rocking it, but without man, even shout it out, being shout out to Unk E40. Yeah, shout out E40, man. man. He was wearing it. I didn't even know he had it. Yeah. People started tagging me like, yo, he's on tour rocking the Sav stuff. Yeah. And so the fact that he was showing love, I didn't even know how he got it. Yeah. So I got in touch with him. 
um, and gave him a box. The funny thing is, my boy Jason, uh, Jason Bradford, yeah, my boy, shout out my, Jay Brad, my best friends. He uh, he was working for Costco at the time, yeah, and he was somehow involved in helping Forty get into Costco. Earl Stevens, yeah, got it early, yeah, and so so, you know, him and Forty had a relationship, but he's working at Costco at the yeah. time. Fast forward now, I convinced him to quit. Costco after 20 years and he's working with me. Wow. Like our first employee. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Um, but It takes a lot to tell somebody man, to quit your 20-year Costco I job to be like, hey. He was, I didn't think he was going to do it. Yeah. Right? Um, I had to get the brand and the income enough to where we could match what he was making. Yeah. But man, he he took that leap of faith and now we're rocking. Leap of faith is everything. But 40 been showing love yeah. all the time. And, and I'm always grateful. In fact, He's he's gonna he's gonna sponsor our tenure. Yeah, you know. So he's supplying the alcohol. We have some Earl Stevens selections Man, at the. Oh, something. see, you know, that's he got so many about. different liquor brands. Talk I'm about sure entrepreneurs! I can't wait to get Forty up in here to talk about his whole spiel. Hey, man! Big big shout out to to E Forty Man. He's, but he's just a genuinely dope, real dude. Adapting to social media, mm -hmm. taking you back to where the tenure is about to come about. What's next? I mean, going down the line, you got to say, okay, I'm on my ten year. Yeah. Not not that it's a, the pinnacle. But now it's kind of say, do you ever think about, okay, I'm 10 years in to this. Now what's next? So in the last few years, I really focused on cut and sew production. Yeah. Right. So making things from scratch, right? Not just buying a blank t-shirt or a blank hoodie. And just and putting some Printing on or embroidering yeah. and selling it. I took a real liking to making things from scratch. Yeah. So, you know, early on, me and B were learning the game. Mm -hmm. We we worked with pattern makers and sample makers, and went to fabric shows and traveled and and learned the cut and sew game inside out, right? And you got to learn the game. Yeah, and then you we were going to Magic twice a year, yeah, for ten years straight. And I I got a couple connects, and I focused on building a system of being able to produce, yeah, custom, um, custom cut and sew yeah. products, goods, and so. Because I was able to do that, my business has shifted, right? So I still have the Savs brand and it's still doing great, um, but that's just not the only source of income, yeah. right? I produce for a lot of other brands, yeah. private label, right? And I'm like, I'm telling my boys, like, my brand doesn't have to be on there. It, it doesn't got to be, be on your, the forefront. It could be yeah. what you're doing. It could yeah. be, it could be your own brand. I'll just do the production and I'll make a commission. It's almost like being a ghostwriter as an artist. So you're just kind of uh, just helping so them. So all with the guys their, that their, I do work with, yeah. they have their own designs. Got it. I'm not taking nothing away from any of the brands that that rock. Yeah. They got their own ideas, their own designs. I just do the production. Got it. Right? Because I have that system. I have the relationships. But because of that, and everybody knows, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna make a commission, right? I'm yeah. not gonna do it for free, obviously. No, exactly. But we're gonna do it to where we all win. Yeah. Everybody eats. Everybody right? eats, so, B. But that has allowed my my career or the way I do business to shift. Yeah. Right. Before it was 90% salves and I'm doing other stuff, 10% with other brands or I'm helping. As to people. where it's at now is. Bro, it's like 50, 50. Wow. Right. Wow. It's 50, 50 in the, in, in the growth over the last few years has, has been a big blessing. Right. So now where I can just release salves drops that I'm passionate about. That exactly. I like. Right. And people it's crazy are mad. because when you do, Drop these Savs joints. Yeah. They're like gone like that because I mean, of the buzz. And, and, and because I'm pouring my what I love to do yeah. and ideas that are creative. Not just, I know this is going to sell. Let's put it out. Got it. 
I want to do it because I'm excited about it. Yeah. And so now I get What to keeps thinking, you excited about it, though? It's just... One thing I found out that I'm good at mm-hmm. is seeing an idea and bringing it full circle. Got it. Right? So thinking of a design or a concept, having the know-how to create it, mm-hmm. having the sales lanes to push it and sell out and complete that process. Yeah. I feel like that's what I'm good at. Yeah. I'm not the best designer. Yeah. I'm not the best illustrator. I'm not the best marketer. I'm good at that. Yeah. Right. So that's what keeps me excited. Got the it. new, the next idea. And as, as, as somebody that has an apparel company, the excitement has to be there all the time to make the next design be the one, make the next design be what it, they want it These to be. These kids right? are real smart. Yeah. Social media, all, all our new customers, all our old customers, they're smart. Yeah. They'll, they'll call you out when you phony. When yeah. You, when you just putting shit out that's weak, they're not going to mess with it. Yeah. Right. So you got to be sharper in this game. Cause you got to kind of like almost heed to what the consumer, not what their wants I are. I don't, bro. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't. I tell I, us about that. So if I'm saying I like the hybrid shorts out of from your hoop shorts, are you, you're not saying, you know, I'm going to still do both. No, I'll take that into consideration. Got it. But I'm not. I'll never go on Instagram and be like, hey guys, what kind of design you guys want? Got it. You're doing you know, everything. There's a lot of yeah. brands that do that. They'll yeah. get they'll put feelers out. How do you guys like this? Yeah. You have to have confidence in your game. Yeah. Right? I and con- what you're putting out. Yeah. So even if it's a dud, I'm confident that I chose what I chose. Yeah. And I'm gonna rock with that. I don't need everybody to, well, what you guys think? Yeah. Nah. Because what I'm a dud is out. to someone else can be something that's dope. I'm gonna for put it out. Else. If it's a dud, it's a dud. It's yeah. on me. Yeah. Right? But I'm not. I don't want the world to just give me ideas. Got it. Right? I, I, I think I've been scarred um, in the past with everybody like, hey, I got an idea for yeah. you. When I hear that, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Don't tell well, me. Well, because at blah, that blah, point, blah. everybody's an idea guy. Yes. Hey, you should do this. You should do that. Somebody once This told would me. look dope here. Somebody yeah. once told me ideas are like assholes. <laughs> Everyone has one. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, but I... I don't want to hear your idea. What yeah. if I was thinking about that already? Now, if you see me come out with it, now you're like, oh, I gave him that. Yeah, exactly. So keep y'all ideas to yourself. If you want me to help you produce for you, yeah. I can do it. Produce the idea. Yes. Like, don't make it an idea for you. Make it an idea for yourself. Man. Because I think people, at the end of the day. People coming at me like, I got an idea. And if you work <laughs> with just give me 10%. Look, I ain't going to lie. There was a couple of ideas that I came. That's <laughs> on, on the floor right now. So there was a couple of ideas that mine that, that failed with duds. But uh, we won't talk about those. We'll just talk about the successes. <laughs> but like I said before. We all got duds, brother. I done had duds. a few duds. Because it was like, you do the shows and we'll do what we do. You know? So it's going to be like, I got this idea. this, this, and this. Me and B crickets. Quiet. Like, see, y'all ain't shit for that because I would sit there and I would think it's a good idea. I would say, "Hey, guys, I would bring everybody into the conference room. Check this shit out." Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, it's like you do what you do, yeah, and we'll do that's what how we I do. Gracefully tell you, yeah. that's hella weak, bro. See, y'all ain't shit for that. But thank you though. I'll be on the phone with Cisco idea. I'd be like, "Sis, man, keep doing what you do. I'm gonna do What's what I do." When's your next show, Cisco? Yeah, go ahead and focus on Rock that. Rock we'll- that crowd, my brother. Keep doing that because that's what you're great at. Leave See, this, that's what I'm talking leave about. Leave this design and stuff to us. Everybody eats the 10 year yeah. theme. Before we get up out of here, tell us about that. That's going down August 14th out there in San Francisco, man. District Six. You're gonna have everybody coming in, but everybody eats runs synonymous and runs universally with the world. Yes. So. You know, it's a it's a famous line from one of my favorite movies, Paid in Full. Um, but that's the theme of how I've been rocking. I, yeah. I discovered that's why I wanted to call it Everybody Eats because my entire career, 
I'm not the guy that wants to make a million and, and, and you make a thousand. Yeah. I want us to rise together and, and all build. So that's the theme of, of this anniversary. Yeah. With that, we're dropping like 10 to 12 collaborations with all the brands that are going to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So really, literally, everybody's going to eat. Eat, exactly. But, uh, uh, you know, the double entendre, we got Senior Seasig, the Lumpia Company, yeah. uh, world famous Hot Boys that's going to have their food trucks there. Yeah. You it's know, all cross promotion. All my favorite foods. Yeah. But we're all dropping collabs together. Exactly. So it's it's going to be nuts, bro. See, and that's one thing I always loved about you because easily, this being a 10-year anniversary, this could have been also been flipped where someone that could have been cocky in your position could have had to say, everybody eats off of me. But yeah. this is something that yeah. comes full circle, yeah. that me being your brother and me just saying, mm -hmm. look, look who we are in our careers where you can say, everybody's going to eat. Yeah, man. See, that's what I'm talking it, about, It's man. all about showing love and really, really wanting people to, to do well, you know? Before you get up out of here, yeah. what can you tell that young, that young entrepreneur, that young apparel maker right now that's watching this, that you being 10 years in the game, what, can you, what kind of guidance can you give them right now? Do your best to stay relevant, you know what I mean? Love what you do. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. You know, anybody that starts a brand because they want to be famous or they want money or all that comes when you do it for the love, when you do it because you yeah. actually love it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I live and breathe my brand. Everything I do, I can't shut it off, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it might be different for everybody else, but for me, my, my you know, uh, advice is go all in, be dedicated. You know what I'm saying? Bet on yourself, you know, um, and and always soak game. Always be willing to learn. I'm in. I'm 10 years in. And I'm still learning. Yeah. And I can learn from my guys that I've mentored. Yeah. That's happening every day. Yeah. Right. I got guys that that I help start, but they're popping now or whatever, and they're teaching me things. Yeah. And I'm not the guy like, oh man. Exactly. Nah, You're no, not the one to all, hate on it. No. Yeah. Never, exactly. Never. Because you see it like, well, who cares? Is, is they're they celebrated five years. Collective Select, they're doing what they're doing. Man. Easily can be lost in the shuffle of mm -hmm. envy amongst the brothers because it's like, oh, man, he's doing better than me. That's what I think people need to know yeah. about with this, not just this circle, in any circle that I you're in. I think that's unique to us, though. Bro. Absolutely. I think it's really, really and unique. And I think it's rare. Yeah. And I think it's rare because if you don't have that in your circle, you're probably in the wrong circle. Yeah. And not to not yeah. to downplay what your circle is, it's like I look at the successful circles. Mm -hmm. I look at people that's doing it, whether it be movies, whether it be music, whether it be apparel. And if they don't have that, yeah. they kind of have a bunch of fake dudes around just being yes men. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a family, bro. Yeah, like everybody that. The funny thing is, I just had a discussion with the guys, the first level of guys that I helped. Yeah. Early on, and the conversation is, who's next in line? Yeah. You ain't got to pay. Up? You ain't got to pay me back anything exactly what you have to do is find the next people that you want to mentor yeah. and, sh and spread the game See, but i'm glad you said that because i think one thing we did leave out you also hit all the people that are still in the business still creative minds uh -huh. and you'll you'll go rent an airbnb and have all of them come over there yeah. and be creative mm -hmm. and i think you know you kind of stepping out of your realm and saying hey guys i know we're kind of all still doing our thing but we all should meet at this spot where we all can kind of just bounce ideas off each other. That, I think, right there goes a long way because I don't think people are doing that these days. Yeah, how does I mean, something like that benefit you or not benefit you? Or how does that come to you? So it goes back to the, to the special sauce, the Mojo Labs, yeah. right? It's the unexplained energy. Yeah. So when you have a table of 10 creative, talented dudes yeah. that's just talking shop, 
that's, you know, shuffling ideas back and forth. Bro, that's when magic happens. Exactly. Right? That's how all these dope ideas really come about. You can have a great idea. Yeah. But if you bring it to the table and we're all, oh, what if you did this? Exactly. And what if you did that? It's going to accentuate it. Yeah. It's going to go crazy. Yeah. That's that's the level up, in my exactly. opinion. So I, you know, I want to do that once or twice a year. And I think people who are in this entrepreneurship should do that. Should yeah. do your homework with the podcast that talks about this, with the YouTube videos. Because I think the, the it's endless for all the information and content yeah. that these kids nowadays have mm -hmm. and have accessibility to. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we see a successful brand like Sad's brand celebrating 10 years. Mm -hmm. But if you're still not doing these steps going forward, you're not going to see another 10 years. And again, it's what's unique about it. And the one thing that has to be there is everybody got to be on the same page. Exactly. Right? You got... Out of 10 guys, you got six guys that are all in, willing to help and, and being, uh, you know, unselfish. Yeah. But then you got two, three guys that are out for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And you kind of, they'll stick out like a turd in the punch bowl, too. Because when you're a bunch, a, a bunch of creatives and you see that one dude's like, nah, I do it like this. They just be like, dude. But you got to gotta keep it down where everyone kind of brings them back to where reality is. Yeah. And that's why I want to just let everybody, I wanted to bring you on with the 10th episode of what I'm doing here with the Western Conference Podcast. Man, appreciate it, With man. my brother, Westafa, and you celebrating 10 years, yeah. being the 10th episode. And this is just to another 10 years, man. And I appreciate your time. My brother. And just to know, when I say brother, I named his, his youngest daughter he did. Savvy. Because I was like, look, Sav's around the time. I yeah. said, you having a girl with name is <laughs> Savvy. And shout out my baby Savvy. And shout out you and the The fam, funny bro. thing is, you did name yeah. my daughter Savannah, yeah. right? But we joke about it because I'm like, Cisco is the least creative dude out of our circle, <laughs> and he gonna come up with the name. I... See, on names I'm good, like Man. kids and and baby, my all that stuff I'm good. So we say, oh, what, what you gonna name baby? Like we haven't know yet, bro. Savvy three, would be dope. the first three kids they Jays, yeah, right. And I done threw Jay it all off. And Julian, Jordan, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, what are we gonna name the fourth one? Exactly. Coming out? He's, and we at the we at HQ, we like. You should name her Savvy. Short for Savs. I was like, see, but you know brilliant. what? There, there's a reason behind that. Because I felt like if we were going to name your youngest daughter, because that's going to be something big, that yeah. just shows the success that you were having at that time. Oh, man. And I thought yeah. that it's went full circle dope. because it's it dope. goes that. And now Savvy's the running least around. creative running dude. That's me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my brother, Mike. Hey, brother, Appreciate this is to another man. 10 years. Thank you so and much. And I'm happy to be a part of the journey. And I'm happy to be one of the brothers that's eating yes, when sir. everybody eats. Yes, sir. Your boy, Big Body Cisco, Western Conference Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.